Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm Richard Dunham from Ghibli Minute. And I'm Chieko Dunham, also from Ghibli Minute. And this week we have a guest. I'm Jack Stovold from reopeningthewormhole.com. Thanks for coming back and joining us today, Jack. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good to have you here. Today we're talking about Minute 79 of The Best Years of Our Lives, which opens with Mr. Milton assuring Al that the job's there. There it is. It's not over there. It's right there. And it ends with Mr. Milton handing Al a case, briefcase, I guess, Um. attache case. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Okay. I think. He hands it to him at the end of this minute. Okay. So the topic you've all been waiting for. Wardrobes. Wardrobe, yes. <laughs> Let's talk about them duds. Talk about them duds. These fits. They've got very wide lapels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah. 70s almost. Almost, <laughs> yeah. We don't see their hats in this scene, but uh, we saw like in the drugstore, everybody was wearing a hat. So we assume these guys. Oh, yeah. Al was wearing a hat when he walked in a couple minutes ago, was he? Mm-hmm. Yep. It was like a fedora. Yeah, everybody wore hats back then. Al has pretty bold pinstripes. Mr. Milton has pinstripes as well, a little bit a little slightly faint. subtler. Yeah. Yeah. With this, Al's, with his suit and his hair and his mustache and everything, it's giving me a lot of Adam's Family Gomez vibes. Mm. Kind of. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah. The slicked back hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dark hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's very widely spaced pinstripes. I don't know that you would see that today. Um, it would be a choice for sure, and not like a subtle thing. Yeah. Uh, Al also has a very nice tie clip. Yes, mm-hmm. very tastefully placed, and a nice little pocket hanky, hanky pocket triangle square. Yeah, and the whatever breast, it's called. Yeah. yeah. Handkerchief in the. Yeah. Breast pocket. Yeah, Mr. Milton's suit is definitely double-breasted. Yes. As Jack noted yesterday, it has a lot of buttons as well on the sleeves and by the lapel i don't think do we know is al's suit single-breasted or double-breasted i think single but it's hard to tell because yeah. those lapels are just out of control yeah. it's like yeah. it's like taking it's like the whole front of his body basically yeah, yeah. it's a really odd choice it's like it's like a chest plate almost mm-hmm. yeah it's, lapels are made of beskar <laughs> <laughs> so mr melton mentions the gi bill of rights yeah. That finicky bill. That finicky bill. This is uh, all, most commonly known as the GI Bill. Yes. This is also when America took care of its veterans as well. <laughs> oh, whoa, what? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> this is the Servicemen's Readjustment Act of 1944. Benefits included low-cost mortgages, low-interest loans to start a business or a farm, which we'll see later in the movie, one year of unemployment compensation, and uh, dedicated payments of tuition and living expenses to attend high school, college, or vocational school. So Fred could go to a vocational school and be... Fred could go to a vocational school. And I, t- I mean, was he getting unemployment pay? I think he said he was. I think he... Did, didn't he? I think, think he, he said he didn't. He, he said he didn't want to live off that, but I think he is getting it. Yeah, or like he had it stockpiled. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't know how long this lasts, but apparently it was renewed or new bills were introduced several times. And I know at least one, if not more, of my uncles went to college on the GI Bill. I think they were. Right. They might have gone to Korea and then gone to college on the GI Bill. But of course, this bill was written to conform to Jim Crow laws. So, uh, this is, uh, so America didn't take care of all of its veterans. <laughs> no, no it did not. just this was, yeah. Somebody referred to this as affirmative action for whites. Yeah. <laughs> But apparently, from what I read, they created this bill because they really kind of dropped the ball with the World War I veterans. Yes, they did. Right. They yeah. definitely did. Oh, boy, did they <laughs> drop the ball on that one. So for there's sure. not only pensions, but I guess like life insurance and yeah. issues. And, yeah. yeah, there were strikes in front of the White House for a while. Like a, a while. <laughs> It was a big subject. So I guess it was, uh, they had an example of what not to do, mm. like in living memory. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. In the, in at least a 20 year right. or 30 year gap. We're going to get this world war right. Got to do it right this time. With each successive world war. Well, well yes. it's practice, practice run. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like, uh, this week is like two job interviews yeah <laughs> this is a very yeah. different job interview yeah, yeah this is a job offer yeah more so than an interview yeah it's it's the it's the best kind of job interview where the the interviewer is trying to get you to work there where the interviewer has to sell the job instead of yeah, isn't that you weird? selling yourself yeah exactly yeah it's like um, that'd be great For like a hundred and seventy thousand dollar job yeah i mean please work at other bank how could you refuse? That's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, does would Al really understand another soldier's problems if he's yeah? It's based on this conversation. I mean, maybe he does. I guess uh, we'll see that later in the movie. Well, the problem is he understands too well. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's ironic. <laughs> ironic. Yeah, but it's. I feel like he doesn't understand the struggles firsthand, and more so just because of the other guys is suddenly more sympathetic. Yeah. Well, not, I don't think we see it, but, I mean, he was, uh, back to some of the stuff I said last week, he was a sergeant. Yeah, he was, a, yeah, he was taking orders more so than giving them. I don't know, like, as a sergeant, he's, there's a scene in uh, the 1999 Thin Red Line. Sean Penn plays the sergeant, mm -hmm. and they get a new captain, played by George Clooney. And as George Clooney puts it in that scene... It's like he's introducing himself. He's like, a company is like a, uh, it's like a family. I'm the dad, and the sergeant is the mom. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like as a sergeant, Al probably did have a really good understanding of the men yeah, like in, his, in his platoon yeah. or in his mm. company. So we don't really see that. I mean, except when he... We get, I guess, kind of hints of it later in the movie when he's giving that loan to the uh, the farmer. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't remember if he tells Milton that he sees he's seen people like that or something. But he says you you get to know the guys that are going to work out and the guys that aren't going to work out as soldiers. Right. And he's mm -hmm. like, this guy, this guy's going to work out. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he's uh, Al's overwhelmed. Alice, yeah, overwhelmed. 
He hasn't like directly said, yes, I will take the job. He no. just said, so far, he's just said, I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. It's one of the weird things about this scene for me. <laughs> so he never besides s- the fact that he's being sold the job, not <laughs> like, but that he, he never, never explicitly says, says, yes. Yes, I will take this job. I accept yeah. your offer. There's no like employment, there's no like job offer written down that he has to sign or anything like Is that. Is there a handshake? Right now. There's. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I think, oh, right? We are getting a little bit ahead are. of ourselves. <laughs> I think there's the last shot in this in this minute. I think is he's <laughs> he's accepting this case, this briefcase. Yes. Oh, okay. So that's symbolic of his accepting yeah. the job. That's what I'm. That's what I'm feeling. It's a totem. <laughs> it's a totem. <laughs> it's a symbol. Yeah. 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 It's- that's about it for this minute it's just really a job offer yeah have you ever had a a job offer like this jack you had to no (laughs) this has never happened no i doubt it ever will see i have no skills you see that's that's the problem except for my skill as a podcaster but that's uh, um i just i spend money on that i don't make money on that (laughs) yeah have you ever I can think of maybe one instance where I was offered a promotion. Hmm. I think uh, I was working with uh, a friend of mine. He was my boss, and he was uh, leaving the company. And like he pulled me aside to tell me that he was leaving, and then he said, yeah. and I'm like, so who's going who's gonna to take your spot? Does anybody know? He's like, funny thing you say that, <laughs> yes. actually. Yeah. He's like, I've recommended you. I'm like... I don't know why I thought of it, why I was surprised, but I was genuinely surprised. Oh, probably shouldn't have been, but that's nice. That was nice. Yeah, kind of a stee situation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, big shoes to fill. I don't have much experience in getting a job offer, but I have gone to an interview, and then the interviewer immediately say, "So you're hired." Um, (laughs) But (laughs) that was at the end of the interview. Um, She didn't say, "So you're hired," but. She handed um, you a case. She handed you a case. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> With your initials she, on it. <laughs> she handed me a bunch of paperwork to fill out. Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, job interviews suck. Usually, I wish I wish they were more like this. Yeah. Yeah, this is the dream job. This interview. is the dream. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's this episode. That's this minute. Well, Jack, can you tell us a little bit? You've mentioned a couple podcasts so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I have... Um, also as your main skill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, this is what I contribute to this planet of ours. Um, I have three, count them, three podcasts that I'm a part of uh, as a host. Um, so there's... Uh, I'm obviously a Star Trek fan. I got two Star Trek podcasts. There's uh, reopeningthewormhole.com, which is a... Star Trek Deep Space Nine rewatch, where we, we've already finished all the episodes, uh, me and my two co-hosts, but we still, uh, we're still we still doing random bonus things on a semi-regular basis. And uh, I also have Jack's Silly Little Friendly Neighborhood Star Trek Discovery, Short Treks, Picard, and Lower Decks podcast, where guess what I'm talking about on that show? Um, it's basically all post-2017 Trek and uh, just do that with a revolving set of guests. And uh, the Apecast, where we talk about Planet of the Apes. Two guys in Japan talk Planet of the Apes. And 
Uh, there's a surprising wealth of material there. All the movies, a lot of comics, a lot of novels, and um, uh, we also do bonus episodes every month about other movies or entertainment featuring apes. Fun. Yeah, it is fun. Who would have? And it was all improved by uh, who was the guy that wrote the novel, like the French novel? Pierre Boulle. Pierre Boulle. Yes, who also wrote. Uh, bridge on the river Kwai. oh that's right yeah check out my stuff come see my come see my skills is that it jack did you have any you don't have anything else like maybe in the in the hopper oh we got a bun we got a bun in the oven you and me richard we <laughs> we have uh we have a, another movies by minutes that's right podcast we have a little mutant baby coming out <laughs> <laughs> and it's called akira minute akira right? minute yeah. Coming soon, uh, yes, probably soon. Soon after this, uh, this podcast premieres. Yeah, so I there's a justification for me being on the show because I am a minutes by minutes podcaster as well. That's right. And um, yeah, we've already we've recorded an amount. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> we've and recorded a, a non-zero number of episodes are in the can. <laughs> That's right, and. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and um, I hope everyone enjoys yeah. it. Keep an eye out for that. And yeah, Chiaco and I, just to dive in a little bit deeper, we're uh, at uh, Ghibli Minute. We're mm-hmm. going through all of the Studio, Studio Ghibli, Ghibli movies. movies. One minute of screen time per episode. One minute at a time. Or minute by minute. Or minute by minute is another way to say is that. Is another way to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic. <laughs> So we've done four or five movies. We've done Nausicaa, Castle in the Sky, Grave of the Fireflies, and Totoro at the same time. Yeah. Um, and now we're on Kiki. Now we're on Kiki. We're on a long hiatus. We're on, yeah, pace is slowed. As, it is uh, slowed greatly. As, uh, as I go through life. <laughs> as, uh, yeah, as the high school schedules. As high school and college applications. Crazy, yes. <laughs> Just just hurry up and graduate so you can just spend all your time podcasting. No. <laughs> Waiting for those job offers to roll in. <laughs> That's right. It's all yeah. cake from there on out. All right, so check us out. We are at uh, com or on Twitter at ghibliminute. Jack, where are you? Uh, reopeningthewormhole.com. All right. And uh, for more of the Best Minutes podcast... You can find it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Google, or at the main site, thebestminutes.com. If you want to talk with uh, other listeners, if you're on Facebook, you can go to the group Butch's Place, The Best Years of Our Lives Listeners Cafe, or you can find it on Twitter at The Best Minutes. So please join us here next time on The Best Minutes Podcast. Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.